Praise God. Amen, amen. I love what I feel in the house of God tonight. Amen. Praise God. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 26. Praise God. I believe God's come tonight to help somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful presence of God. He doesn't just waste time. Amen. Every time God shows up, there's a purpose. Amen. I said every time God shows up, there's a purpose. Amen. If you leave this place the same way that you came, then you're missing out. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He's come to help us all. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 26, verses 57 through 58. Just the two verses here. It says, and they, that let, and they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. And tonight, I'm going to take my title from verse 58. It says, but Peter followed him afar off. Amen. I'm going to talk about just for a few minutes tonight, living at a distance. Amen. So if you can uh, lay down your Bibles, let's talk to God. I need his anointing. I want somebody to leave this place closer to him tonight. Hallelujah. Can we lift up praise to him right now? Lord, we love you, Jesus. We glorify your wonderful name today, Lord. Hallelujah, sweet Jesus. You are great and you are greatly to be praised, oh God. We magnify you and we glorify your holy name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. I, I may or may not be going the direction a lot of us may be thinking tonight. I, I just, as I began to pray over the last week or so, I began thinking about what God would have for tonight, and that's what I feel like God had to say to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So bear with me tonight. You're going to preach with me this evening. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. There's, uh, I could take a lot of time tonight, and I could go throughout the scriptures talking about different people that, that live their lives at a distance from God. <clears throat> um, there's, there's several names we could, we could name. We could name Samson for one. Um, just on and on goes the list. But tonight as I began to study, this week as I began to study, we, I, I came across a scripture I've heard preached before about giving thanks. But when I began to read it again tonight, I began thinking about it and it just blew my mind so if you bear with me I know it was a small explosion and it may not blow your minds but when I began when I began reading this scripture in Luke chapter number 17 it talks about a group of lepers a group of men the Bible says there was 10 of them and uh, these men were outside of a village it says in verse 12 through 14 says and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood 
afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Amen. When I read this, these, these few verses here, I, I looked at it and I noticed that these men were standing afar off. The scripture nowhere indicates that these men approached Jesus. Amen. Are you with me? But verse 13 says, and they lifted up their voices. Did not say that they approached Jesus. They were still afar off. Jesus walked into the village and these men were standing afar off and they lifted up their voices. And they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus heard them and Jesus did what they asked him to do. But I read on into verse number 15. And it says, and as, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And verse 16 says, and fell down on his feet, on his face at his feet. At his feet. There were 10 men. Are you with me? They were standing afar off. These men lifted up their voices. All ten of them lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have, have mercy on us. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. All of them were healed. All of them that stood afar off were healed. They got a touch. But one man, something happened down inside of him. And if you will, just give me just a, a little lenience tonight. And let, me, and let me imagine for a second this man, I can just imagine what he's thinking. He said, you know what? I was afar off and I hollered to God. And I said, God, have mercy on me. And I got a touch. He healed me. I no longer have leprosy. All my friends, they no longer have leprosy. But I wonder if the thought occurred to him. If I can get a touch this far from God, I wonder what it's going to be like when I get at his feet. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. I wonder what it would feel like when I got down at his feet and I began to worship him. When I get away from being afar off from him. When I get away from being at a distance from God. Hallelujah. I begin to fall at his feet. And I begin to worship. And I say, God, I thank you for the touch that I felt. But God, it's not enough. I'm not satisfied with what I felt back there. But God, I'm at your feet and I'm asking you for more. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 When the man said, verse 15 said, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice he glorified God. Verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 17 said, and Jesus answering said, were there not 10 that were cleansed? Were there not there others that were touched by my spirit? Hallelujah. But where are the other nine? Hallelujah. Verse 18 says, There are not found that return to give glory to God save this one man. Save this stranger right here. 
He came back to give me glory. He came back at my feet and he began to worship me. Hallelujah. Praise God. In verse 19, hallelujah is, is what, where it wraps it up. It says, verse 19, and he said to him, Jesus said to him, arise and go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Hallelujah. This man, hallelujah, he was with a, a bunch of other guys. Hallelujah. They all experienced the same touch. Hallelujah, but they were all afar off. Hallelujah, but something got a hold of this man. And he said, you know what? He healed me from afar off. Hallelujah, he said, but what would happen? Hallelujah, if I go and fall at his feet. And that man walked away that day, not just healed, but he was made whole, complete. Everything that was missing, he was made whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I began to think of another man that Jesus told a parable about. And you'll, you'll notice it very quickly as I begin to go through this parable. This young man, he, uh, he knew what it was to be close to God. He knew what it was to be very close. For this young man lived in the father's house. Amen. This young man began to get some kind of premonition in his mind. He began to think, you know what? Seems like those guys out there that are far off are living a free life, if you will. It seems like those others that are out there at a distance are living a good life, having a good time. And so he began to to think and he decided finally and he went to his father and he said father give me my inheritance and his father gave him his inheritance and he went his way and he began to have fun but the pleasures of this world only last but for a season amen as this young man learned very quickly the bible says that he spent all of his money on riotous living he had a good time until the money ran out. He had a lot of friends until the money ran out. Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden he found himself alone. He said, well, you know what? I didn't see this when I was looking from daddy's house. I didn't see the loneliness that was left out there when I was looking from daddy's house. It just looked like they were having a good time. It just looked like they were living high on the hog, if you will. But until everything ran out for this young man, he didn't understand. He lost all of his money. He lost all of his friends. We all know the story. Most of us do at least. I'm going to keep going through the story because I'm trying to make a point here. He lost all of his friends. Lost all of his money. Began looking for a job. There was no job to be found because there was a famine in the land, the scripture says. The economy dried up. A lot of us know what that's all about. A lot of people looking for work. This young man was one of them. Couldn't find anything. He was starving. Finally, one day, he came up on a man. He owned a, a pig farm, pig ranch, whatever you want to call it. He said, yeah, I'll hire you. And he hired this young man and took him home. This young man's pay was, okay, you slot the hogs, but you got to eat with the hogs, too. You got to sleep with the hogs. You can't sleep in the house. You can't eat at my table. 
And one day, this young man, after he had lived a, a fun life, after he had had a bunch of friends that just disappeared, and next thing he knew, he was in a pig pen. And he began thinking, you know what? Daddy's house wasn't so bad after all. Daddy's house was actually pretty good. Say, so you know what? I'm working for this man, and I'm not eating near as good as my dad's servants are. They have meat and to spare. And I'm here in a pig pen, eating slop, leftovers from the master's table. He said, this, there's something that I've missed. There's something about living at a distance that I didn't understand when I lived at daddy's house. And here I am. I, I think I'd be better off if I went back to dad's house. And so we find in the scripture where he, he gets up out of the pig pen and he starts walking home. This young man, he did not know how his father would respond when he made it home. In fact, he had put it in his heart. When he got home, he was going to look at his father in the eye and say, Dad, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. Just make me as one of your hired servants, and I'll be happy. Because I'll have it better than what I had it back at a distance. And he began walking home, and we, most of us know the story. He, he made it home. His dad ran to meet him, took him up. He slayed the fatted calf, and they threw a big party because my son that was lost, my son that had gone afar off, finally made it home. Hallelujah. He decided, you know what? This distance living is not what it was all cut out to be. Hallelujah. This young man finally understood. You know what? When I looked through the windows of my dad's house at those that were having a good time, I didn't realize it only lasted a short time. I didn't realize it, that, that it didn't last forever. But I had to experience it for myself. And when he made it back to daddy's house, he said, I'm never going to live at a distance again. Hallelujah. Praise God. It never pays to live at a distance from God. You hear me? You hear me? Those lepers, those other ten lepers, they never experienced what that one man experienced. Because he decided, you know what? I loved what I felt afar off. But I want a lot more. And I want to get it deeper with my God. I want to be as close as I can to my wonderful Savior. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I came to encourage somebody tonight. You can try whatever you want to. You can try to live at a distance if you want to. But not me, honey. I've had several opportunities. And I don't want to go that direction. Hallelujah, I've seen it destroy young person after young person after young person. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah, I've seen young people begin to listen to that crazy music that they, that they think is so wonderful and so cool. I've watched them. They begin to listen to that. For some of them it was rock and roll. For some of them it was country. Some of them it was rap. I've watched them. And I watched them listen to the music. After service was over, they'd run to their vehicles and they would sit in the vehicles and they would listen to that music. And they said, oh, it didn't have no effect on my heart and my soul. Well, honey, I'm here to tell you, it has an effect upon your soul. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to say thank God that he can deliver from that crazy old stuff. 
The devil knows what he's doing. The devil's been doing it a mighty long time. Praise God. And if he can get any of us to live at a distance, we're that much closer to losing out with God. Hallelujah. God is the only answer that there is in this whole world. It doesn't matter what people make this world out to be. There's always benefits in living close to God. You may have to miss out on their fun. You may have to be the odd party, if you will. You may have to be that person that sits over in the corner because everybody else wants to do what's wrong. But you say, you know what, I, I want to live close to God. I refuse to live at a distance from God. I refuse to go afar off from my Savior. Hey Amen. Is anybody out there this evening? Hallelujah. That wants to live for God as, as close as they possibly can. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Sin's out there. And it's out there for the taking. Hallelujah. But I, I refuse. I refuse to live at a distance from my Savior. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. If you can just come to yourself tonight. And if you can just realize that it doesn't pay to keep yourself afar off from the Father. And you can understand as this young man did, these things just last just a short time. Just a short time. Then you'll be able to understand why the psalmist could write in Psalms chapter 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Those that live close to him, hallelujah, are led of his spirit. Hallelujah, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. If you're walking close to him, there's nothing to fear. Hallelujah. If, there, if you're walking close to him, there's nothing to fear. Hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy. Hallelujah. If I'm living close to him, if I just, if I just, if I stay close to my Savior, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah, another psalmist, Psalmist Asaph, he began to write, he, he, his feet began to slip, he says. Psalm 73, one through two says, truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. He says, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well not slipped. However, when Asaph Asaph began to look around him, and he almost fell. He almost slipped. He went, almost went too far, is what he said. But when he came to himself, as the prodigal son did, when he came to himself, as that one leper man did, hallelujah, and he realized, if I can just but get back in his presence, if I can just get back at his feet, I, can, I know that everything's going to be all right. We get on down in verse 16 and 17 of Psalm 73, and Asaph says, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. I couldn't figure it out. But he said in verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God, until I got back in his presence, until I fell back at his feet, and I realized what their end was going to be. Hallelujah. There is no reason that we should live afar off from our Savior. 
There is no reason that we should live afar off from our Father. Hallelujah. There is no benefit to living afar off from Him. We have got to develop a love for God. Hallelujah. We have to understand. I'm getting real close to closing up here, Sister Rebecca, if you can come. But there is, there is uh, one basic thing that we have to understand. That this Christian living and this, this closeness to God is all based upon one thing. And that is, how much do I love Him? How much love do I have for God? So I'm asking you tonight, as I close, if we could all stand. Jesus said, the first commandment. Jesus said unto them, in Matthew 22, verses 37 and 38, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Jesus said everything, if we went on to read, he said, all the law and the prophets hang upon these two. Amen. If we love the Lord thy God, that's the first commandment. How much do you love him? This determines how close you are to God. Amen. Some, some questions you may want to ask yourself. Is it hard living for God? If so, maybe I need to check my love gauge tonight. Is it hard to say no to temptation? If so, I think I need to check my love gauge tonight. Is it hard to stay away from worldly music? If so, what does my love gauge say? Is it half empty? Is it a fourth empty? Is it almost empty? How much do I really love God is what I'm asking you tonight. That determines your closeness to him. How much am I willing to do for the kingdom determines how close you are to him. Hallelujah. There came a time, back into my text, there came a time that even though Peter had a moment that he stayed afar off, he came to himself at a point in time in his life and he found a place of repentance and he wound up being, as we all know, the spokesperson of Pentecost. It was because of Peter we know that we ought to repent. Because of Peter, we know that we ought to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But what if he would have stayed afar off? Amen. What if he would have kept living at a distance? What would the end be at that point? I don't believe it would have ever happened because Peter loved Peter had a, a, a moment of weakness, as we all do. But that love for God arose in his life. He said, you know what, I don't care what I've done. I'm going to see if I can get forgiveness. And I'm going to press on, and I'm going to draw closer to God. How much do you love him? How close are you tonight? Are you still living at a distance? Or are you going to draw closer to him? So my question tonight in closing is, when, going, when are you going to decide live at a distance long enough. Amen. Praise God. If we can touch God this evening. Oh, I love you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your mercy, God. 
God, I thank you for the touch that I've received, Lord. God, I, I want more of you. I want to be closer to you, Jesus. These altars are open this evening if you want to come and pray tonight. How close are you to God?